What do you think? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Saw a couple of magazine pictures. They roll these up. I think we can do better. Look at all the pockets in this. The pockets here, the pockets all over the pant. American issue bag. Adjustable parachute pants? Yeah. Um... Does, it, does everybody parachute? You know, I'm not so keen on this one. I figure uh, you are, but you know what? I'm ready to go. Mm -mm. Right? No. You're not even it's giving it a second. Good. Too much in a good way or a bad way? Right? In a bad way. Huh. Now that's great. It's beautiful. Yeah. yeah, I would absolutely never wear it. I feel like a pirate. Steve, that's... Who would wear this? Diana, have you seen these shoes? Let's keep the shoes. Yes, let's keep the shoes. Yes. Let's keep the shoes. Yes. I'm Griffin. I'm Molly. And we're going into the Superverse. Dun, dun, dun. Literally 1984, as the meme goes. Is that a meme? It is a meme. About it's this literally movie? literally 1984. No, about the book 1984. Oh. But this is literally 1984 Wonder Woman. We're really throwing around literally. WW84, as the logo goes. Love all the 80s stuff. Could have used more of it, TBH. Oh, we got a lot of 80s. We need more 80s music. There's barely any 80s music. We got yeah, Hans, Hans Zimmer was that. doing his thing, but like, let's. The trailer for this movie had a really great use of the song uh, Blue Monday by New Order, and I wish they would have just like thrown some of those uh, vibes in here. There's the one, they played a Duran Duran song at the like gala, um, and I was like, okay, yeah, I'm down with this, but we could have used a bit more. But yeah, so here we are. We have the follow-up to, it was a long-awaited follow-up to Patty Jenkins, or much anticipated, let's say, because it wasn't oh, really like that Oh, like in long. real time. <laughs> I think even for us, I was like, I feel like we just watched one. No, we did. <laughs> well, honestly, we only see we only saw this movie once when it came out, and that was um, coming up on two years ago, which is kind of wild. Height of quarantine. Yeah, pandemic time. You know, it doesn't really matter. It's, it's all relative. Um, and this was like a, a pretty big deal that it was getting a straight to HBO Max release. It was like on Christmas Day, I think. Was it? Or around it. It was certainly in that time. So I think a lot of people were hyped because, you know, we hadn't been to the movie theaters in like nine months. We yeah. wanted a reason to be excited about a new big blockbuster movie. Yeah, I mean, it was a big deal for HBO to put it out. It was. Yeah, for sure. And not to charge separately. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, Disney was doing. I think this was like, I don't, I don't want to say this was the first one that they did that with when HBO Max was like rolling out that big initiative. Um, but it was certainly the first DC one because then the Suicide Squad came later. Um, I, I think the first Justice one. Justice League. Justice League. I want to say that the first one was like some, it was this kind of shitty Jared Leto serial killer movie. I can't remember the name of it. Didn't see it. Something Darkness or something. I don't know. Which is all to say, this was an anticipated movie, but did it follow through on people's expectations? On people's, definitely not. Did it follow through on anyone's expectations? On on what a sequel to the first movie would have been like? What did you think? Uh, no, <laughs> no. I think the the first Wonder Woman was esteemed as like, at the time that it released, and probably still for a lot of people is like, 
a top tier DC cinematic universe project. Uh, it really worked with like the combination of introducing uh, Diana Prince as like a strong character, the Themyscira background, and being in a like making it a World War One period piece. They had a lot of moving pieces that came together, and even if it did feel like a bit of a Captain America rip at some points, it worked, uh, and it was its own thing in the DC universe. Yeah, I think the first movie is like pretty excellent. First movie um, still it still stands for sure. Yeah, this one is not like I think plot wise, this one doesn't hold up as much. Obviously, well, I don't know if it's obvious, but. There are elements of it that I think work really well, though, that I was more looking out for, I guess, the second time, um, since I already kind of knew the plot. Like, I think for one, like one thing that is like a a diss on the first one is like Gal Gadot is not our strongest actor. And I think she's doing a better acting job in this movie. Yeah. I would agree that she's better. She's still not great, in my opinion. Like, like she has some higher emotional scenes in this. Yeah. I think she comes through on some of them more than others. Um, but there, are, there's like a monologue at the end where I was not, you know, I felt like she was like really reading off a script. Um, but I, I think they they did try to give her dialogue that suited her better, Gal Gadot better. I mean, um yeah, I do think that there were some elements here that were still working, but for me, it's just overshadowed by like the WTF factor of the plot and just like all the decisions that they made and the way that they had to have the characters behave um, as a consequence of those decisions. I just wanted to know like what happened in the writer's room of this movie to get to this point because I don't know. I don't know. I just, it seems like a lot of decisions were made that I. I just have a lot of questions about. I think the director wrote more of this one than I don't think she wrote any of the first one. Yeah, I, I was going to look that up because I know that's what people people say that. Yeah, yeah, no, she did not do the story for the first movie. Um, yeah, I mean, the plot gets like off the rails, which we'll talk about. But the villain, I think, is really good in this. Pedro Pascal is the best part of this movie, in my opinion. Like, acting-wise, but also I think it's a really good villain. Like, I think that story, like, what that what that was telling was, like, a really good idea, and I think it worked. The parts surrounding it um, fell off for me, but I think at the, the crux of it, I think that, that worked in some ways even better than the first movie where it was, like, so big with like the god of like we have like the god of war as our villain and stakes could not be higher and this one the stakes were all over the place which i would say is like a diss but the the villain was interesting like he was sympathetic like i think i think that really worked for this movie and i think bringing it um, more modern worked. I think bringing it into the 80s worked for the character. I think I was surprised at how like fun it was um, because the rest of DC doesn't do that very well. And like I think some of the jokes worked, even if they were a little like comic booky. That's like the point a little bit. So I was pleasantly surprised at like some of the humor and stuff, which I think was lacking in some ways of the first one. Yeah. 
Yeah, I agree. The villain was not the the highlight of the first movie either. Super generic, um, and we talked about I, you know, they made a mistake with the whole Ares thing, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I think if they had just uh, done some adjustments to the overall plot, um, they could have like really had Maxwell Lord shine. And I, I think he was great, and I agree that the plot was good. I think it just got weighed down with, like, the weight of all the other bullshit that was going on, like, around, like, the later third of the movie or so. Like, it was kind of, like, easy to lose track of, like, where he was in the whole thing. But And what his overall plan was, which there wasn't one. No, it was just, like, more, 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 which isn't the most compelling thing uh, as but like it, a resolution. But it, like, made you know. sense. Right, yeah, it's it's fine. But yeah, so the the biggest question marks are like what we were doing with Kristen Wiig's character, which started out great. Like I liked what they were doing with her character. And then why did we need to bring back Chris Pine? Okay. I mean, first of all. Even though, let me just say, I fucking love Chris Pine. And I think he was excellent in this movie. Yes, but it was a mistake to bring him (laughs) back. Like. First like of we all, said our well, let me say for one, uh, <laughs> Kristen Wiig, I think, did a really good job. Um, she was done no favors with the cheetah CGI and just like her her arc was stretched out over this movie was too long. So every every character's arc felt like it went on like a little bit too long, in my opinion. Um But I will also say that when she's introduced, it's like the most stereotypical, like pre makeover thing in a movie she's like stumbling in heels she like drops all of her papers yeah i mean you can't be beautiful in glasses no of course not i just it's not really it's nothing against Kristen wig it's just like this movie i was like they're just it's like the most overt like well i actually thought that worked because it's like i thought playing on an 80s trope yeah I and mean, I think if, that's that what, if that's what they were trying to do, then yeah, I feel like that's that works a little bit better. But to me, the rest of this movie is not 80s tropes. It's just in the 80s. I know, but so I, I think her character it. in particular, I mean, even just they were playing, they were having the most fun with like what she was wearing and stuff like that. Like I felt like she was supposed to be yeah. kind of epitomizing like the 80s. I get that. Okay. That. Well, and yeah, the whole, the, the Chris Pine of this movie, one, yes, he did a great job. Um, they should not have brought him back. Because one, it did the plot no services trying to deal with like the whatever the fuck they decided to do. Also, they didn't just bring him back. They had him like inhabit some guy's consciousness, which is weird. Why did the stone do that? It doesn't do that for anything else. It just makes things happen. Um, Yeah, I don't know why he had to be somebody else. Weird. And then they don't grapple with the ethics of that ever, which makes uh, Diana come off like super creepy. And then... It's also just, like, I don't think it's doing any favors to Diana as a character to have her 60, 70 years later pining over this guy. Pining? That she, oh, it's not even, not even intended. She met this dude during World War I, and they hung out for, like, a week. Okay. And then he... It was more than just hanging out They for a week. fell in love for a week, and then he died 70 years ago. I mean, get therapy. I agree that I think that she should move on, but I also feel like it wasn't like nothing. I'm not. Okay. Yeah. I'm not saying it was like nothing. And it should be like a touchstone for her character to have gone through that and to have had that love. Right. 
but like, I she's think- not like. She has no friends. Like she's not doing. I'm like, have you been like living as a hermit well, with a job for? Consider the fact that she doesn't age, and everyone is that she knew when she first came has died. Like I wouldn't want to make a ton of friends either. If you're like presumably living forever, sure. So I think they could have played with that more. Yeah. Like I can't get close to people, right? Because they die. Like, either from me not moving on, and they are, or they're literally killed. Yeah, sure. I wish they had done that. But the way that they chose to, like, everything that they did with Steve in this movie just was super weird. Everything about it, the character motivations were weird, and how it was resolved in the plot was extra weird. Also, like, the first time she's going to ever move on is with fucking Ben Affleck? No, thank you. Yeah, like, are we, are we kidding? Are we serious? Not to mention that, like, I think it's certainly intentional to, like, when they were writing this movie, I am willing to bet that they were just, like, ignoring everything that's happening, like, in the current DC timeline, like, Justice League-wise. Well, it's the 80s. Well, what I'm saying is, like, everything that we learned about Wonder Woman in Justice League is kind of, like, undone in this, because in Justice League, her whole vibe is, like, I'm coming back to fight now. Like, I haven't been doing anything since I first came, like, into the world from Themyscira. She fought in World War I, was disillusioned by mankind, and then retreated never to fight again until, uh, what's his name? Uh, not Darkseid, whatever, came, came back. And she's like, okay, now I'm, I'm freshly motivated. Yeah. And now it's like, all right, well, yes, except forget about that time back in the 80s where I also learned how to fly and turn things invisible and then I forgot how to do those things again. I mean, this is probably like giving them too much credit. I feel like you can get by with some of that in the fact that like she, I think even in context, like she's still like doing small things day to day, like helping people out, but just discreetly, like she doesn't want any attention. And I think that she just doesn't want to get caught up in like, the Superman of it all Uh with the whole Justice League thing. Yeah, I get that. And I mean, like, we see, like, instances of her, like, kicking a car out of the way to save Kristen Wiig's character. I could believe that. That's actually, that's not Kristen Wiig. Oh, that's just somebody else. That's somebody else in the 80s. Oh, yeah, my bad. Well, (laughs) yeah, like, things like that. Um, It's just, they do, like, some things in this movie where it's, like, for example, when she's in Egypt and she saves those kids that are, inexplicably playing in the middle of the the one street. Um, and she's like, she's like on the ground, just having crashed like a seven car convoy. And she's like, this is our secret. And the camera pans back and there's like 20 people there, like having her, having watched her just do this. I'm like, what? You can't, this is not the kind of character that can just like operate discreetly. Everyone's going to be like, Hey, remember that like woman that came like, she's a crushing out of the lasso. It's supposed to be a myth. Okay. Yeah, I just like I'm I'm willing to go on that path because I think that's charming and like the fact that she she intentionally takes out the cameras in the mall yes. because she doesn't want to be like filmed yes. and like even afterward like the people are like oh it was like a woman like we don't know who it is like there's just a myth around her I see I see and it's the eighties anyway no one's filming it on their phones and stuff yeah but I I understand your point but I think. I think they're just trying to tell as briefly as they can, like, she is trying to stay under the radar. Sure, I get that. But should we start from the beginning? We get 
a uh, little flashback of the Themyscira. We're back to Themyscira, yeah. Um, yeah, there's like a like a tournament slash obstacle course race thing that Diana's participating in um, for some reason. Uh, and we just get, I still think she's too young. I still think it, this doesn't make any sense having after the first movie. And I was, I was on the internet and people are like, yeah, that seems weird because that seems like straight up warrior training. But that said, it was, it was good to like, I have a feeling that this was like partially here because there was no other plot reason to go back to Themyscira. Um, but it was still good to like, that's a, it's a beautiful spot and getting to see like Robin Wright's character again. I'll yeah. Briefly. It was a nice little like throwback to the, the old days. Yeah, I like the scene on its own. I think it's a little too heavy-handed and, like, doesn't fully connect. Like, they're trying to set up this whole thing about, like, honesty and, like, truth. Don't take shortcuts. Yeah, and don't take shortcuts. And I feel like it's not even that, like, it's not the same as, like, what happens later. The one thing I do like, though, that I don't even think this was intentional on their part is, like, they're just showing like Diana is a is still a very flawed person which we didn't explore in the first movie like she doesn't come off as flawed at all um and in this like she is super flawed like she wants to keep her wish like everybody else Mm -hmm. hashtag relatable um and um I forget. There's something else I was going to say with that. Oh, and that she's kind of spoiled. <laughs> like, uh, um, yes. and I think that comes off in this um, scene. Obviously, she is spoiled in the mascara or what is it? Yeah, the mascara. The mascara. I say it like mascara because that's the, the only mascara. way I can remember it. Um, <laughs> uh, and she, I think she comes off spoiled in the movie itself, too. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's a good thing. Like, I think it's good to show her flawed in that way, but I don't know how intentional it was. I think it was more like, oh, we have to say this like lesson, this parable. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't quite click. And it, it I, I was trying to remember, like, the only thing I remembered before watching about the Themyscira flashback was that I thought it was like way too long. Um, just like the first time we watched it, I was like, oh my God, like, what are we... And oh, I, I liked it. Um, it kind of—it's not as long, but like it sort of reminded me of the opening uh, car chase in Six Underground, a horrible movie by all accounts. But the car chase that it starts with goes for like twenty minutes. This was like fifteen, um, and I couldn't remember at all like if there was like some hook to connect to the rest of the plot, and it was questionable. Yeah, I mean, I just liked being in the mascara. Yeah, I, I like that too, but I'm like, why? They they could have done a better job, like, tying it in. I think they just didn't know what <laughs> what lesson they were trying to instill. I think they knew what lesson, but they didn't, yeah, have a good way of showing it in her past, I guess. Because I'm like, in any other, um, like, superhero movie, if she had done something like she did in that tournament thing, that would have just been like, oh, you're super clever. Yeah, thinking outside the box. Because Robin Wright would picture him, I'm like, no, she deserved to win that shit. No, I mean, I kind of liked it that it was like, it's not about that. Like, that's not what it's being, that's not what you're being tested on. That's true. Um, so I did, because I thought that too. I was like, oh, that's actually like, she's like using her wits, but it's like, this isn't what this is about. Uh-huh. Um, it's about honor. Sure. Okay, fine. Um, but the best part of this whole movie is briefly after this in the mall in the, mall? In the, in the 80s. Commander Salamander, store manager. 
Yeah, so shout out to our friend Parker, who is in this movie and has a line. He is the guy that people are stealing from in the shop. Yes. He's like, hey, you kids, get out of my shop. But not really. He has a different line than that. To that that effect. (laughs) Yes. Uh, We are still are very excited for him um, when he he told us he was going to be in the next Wonder Woman, like, at that point, like, three years before this actually came out. And we were like, oh, fuck yeah, dude. And it's still super cool seeing him in there. Yeah, thrilling. Yeah. So shout out to Parker. (laughs) Um, And it just kind of brings us in that scene, brings us into D.C. in the 80s. Yeah. D.C. area, which you wouldn't know because everybody's white in this movie. Well, yep, that is, yep. And I don't know if people know D.C., but certainly now and definitely in the 80s, 80s, it was not white. I don't. The, the most confusing thing to me is, like, they filmed this in D.C. and Virginia. Like, they, especially, like, the mall scene, they, like, put a ton of effort into, like, you know, doing those storefronts and facades, making sure that it was, like, era accurate, and people were like, oh, yeah, like, there's stores that were actually in that mall. G.C. Um, Penny, shout out. Right. And, like, Commander Salamander and, like, all these stores that are no longer existing. They did a lot of work. And, like, just being around D.C. and all the exterior shots, like, they did a pretty good job of, like, making it era-appropriate with the cars and stuff. Yeah, her apartment's right by water. But then, we're not there yet, I know, but, like, so it is established in this movie. Everyone is walking around in coats and long pants, and Kristen Wiig is, like, to a homeless man, like, stay warm. Here, I brought you some soup in the middle of the night, and you're like, okay. Although that woman that is running is just wearing a leotard. So I will say the costumes are all over the place. Yeah, it's just like, okay. And then we find out later in the movie that it's, like, the 4th of July. I would believe that it's spring. When it starts? Yeah, like, it doesn't... People aren't in, like, heavy coats. But, but, okay. So the movie takes place over a couple months. No, I'm just saying that, like, it's not necessarily winter. But it's the 4th it's of July. Im- no, I, I know it's the 4th <laughs> of July in context, but I was just saying based on what people are wearing, I would uh, okay. spring. Okay, yes, I would I would accept spring. Um, but when they did that, I was like, have none of these people have ever been in D.C. in the summer before? It's a swamp. It's very it's humid. It's very humid. Um, yeah, I just, <laughs> that's such a, it's such a non, like, Quabble with it. But well, like, the Fourth of July thing is dumb. It's, I mean, yeah, for several reasons. Uh, but I was just like, "What happened, guys? No, Chris Pine is not going to be wearing a full like tracksuit when it's Fourth of July. It's he would drown in his own sweat." Instantly. Yeah, but he might do it to look cool. That's true. You never know. Um. I, and I like the campiness of the 80s, especially in that first scene where, yeah. like, the people stealing and, like, everyone at the mall. Like, that's what I kind of... Like, there were some of that 80s stuff, like, early on in the movie, and then it kind of fell off with all the other stuff, which is fine, because, like, there was a lot happening. Yeah, but, that, that um, mall scene's insane. Because this guy, like, they're, like, the most... Well, one of them looks like a Clint Eastwood knockoff, as Molly noted. These guys just, like, robbing the, the black market back part of a jewelry store or something. And then as they're escaping, because, of course, like, the guards are coming after them, and then Wonder Woman gets there. And I don't know where this guy just takes a kid hostage, and he's just like, I'm not going back! 
It's just like threatening to like throw her over the side. I'm like, whoa, things just escalated. It was already quickly. off the rails from the beginning is what we should have realized. The energy DC was, like, was heightened. I was like, what the fuck is going on? I mean, it is like the Cold War. Like there's a lot like happening yes, in America. It's true. But like, good Lord. It, yeah, Who it is president then? Uh, Reagan. Reagan? <laughs> the actor? Oh, shit. It's okay. I got what you were doing. We've just been watching uh, Ted Lasso. So if you know, you know. Um, the, There's like subtle, not so subtle things about like Chris Pine in this. Steve. Of course, his name is Steve. I forgot. Um, Steve Trevor and like Trevor Ranch. Like I. That's nothing. That's, it means nothing. I'm just assuming that she like went to his like family. Like I'm assuming like that's where his family's from or something. Yeah. But I Such can't remember weird... if that's like set up in the first one. No idea. Very weird thing to like do. I actually saw a Reddit comment that was like, why wouldn't they just not just for this specific instance, but like it was as a uh, comment on the plot. Kristen Wiig's plot for the movie. And they were like, they should have just had Barbara and Diane already be friends by the time this movie starts. And have, instead of pictures of her at the Trevor Ranch, have just pictures of her and Barbara, like, hanging out. Like, that's, like, her... They should have just, like, had them be friends. But that's not her narrative. Well, it they should have had her be a friend because it would have made that... I think it, I agree with the comment that it would have made... Kristen Wiig's part of the movie make a lot more sense. Like if they had already established that, like this was Diana's one friend and yeah. then it kind of got like fucked up by Maxwell Lord. And then, yeah, they could have avoided some of that weirdness. Cause yeah, like when we saw that probably the first time too, it was like, wait, what? Like, did we miss something from the first movie or? Yeah, I agree. I think they should have already like been friends, but not like that close. Like, I don't think she would have had pictures of her. Well, I, I just think it would have, I think it could have worked. Um, but yeah, I get what you're saying too, that it goes against like what they're trying to tell us about her character. Um, also, also she doesn't want that many pictures of herself out there. True. Well, it's one for one with the ones that she already has. Um, also noted by someone on Reddit, uh, someone was like, oh, is Cheetah's arc just the same as Electro's from Amazing Spider-Man 2? And then someone also was like, oh, well, isn't Electro's plot from Amazing Spider-Man 2 just, uh, Catwoman's from Batman Returns? It's like, it's, there's yeah. that kind of character. It's like the spurned... There's a trope. The spurned, nerdy-type turned uh, villain cool. out of spite. Yeah, cool villain uh, for the wrong, you know, and they, they get powers and use them to the wrong... I would definitely ends. say it's more similar to Catwoman. Yeah. Hence the apex predator. Yes, <laughs> that's for sure. The, the only thing that was missing was, like, her getting really badly hurt and then a cheetah just wandering maybe a cheetah escaped from the national zoo and then just finds her i think that's what this movie needed she just needed to wish it yeah who knew i do like that diana has like a good bs detector like immediately with max lord i mean honestly who wouldn't barbara like barbara is just like desperate for attention and affection so of course like she would be willing to look past some of that stuff but like look at look my man has the suit the hair the whole vibe is just so sleazy hint of desperation just, like, they stop short of him like actually doing coke but like you know this guy's on coke all the time 
Um, if they, unless it's what they're applying by like your supplements are on your desk. We do see that just like actual like pills that he's taking. Well, I think he like the whole thing is that he really cares about his health. Yeah. And so like, that's why that's yeah. what's taken away from him. Yeah. Is his health. Makes sense. But yeah, he's he's really good in this. I I think he's just like having a good time. And they do the setup. They do the background in his character too late in the movie, which you know, there wasn't I actually think it was okay how late it was. Well, I think it was it, they couldn't have done it when he was first introduced because that would undercut the character that they're selling. I just I thought that some background would have been a bit more appreciated on my end, especially cuz like they introduced that he has a kid and like all that stuff. I would have just appreciated knowing a bit more about his motivations. Um, I just feel like we, they did a really good job of showing us exactly who he was present day and what he wanted. And then like having the childhood background was just like created more sympathy when we needed it, which was like towards the end of the movie. Yeah, I guess so. Cause like, I don't know. I just feel like we knew who he was. Yeah. Yeah. I, part of that note was just because, like, I forgot that we even, like, get more on his character. But, yeah, I think you're right. We we get the, all the impression that we need in advance of that, so. The the power is insane, like, when he becomes the yes. rock. Yes. And he can just make up any deal. It is. That he it's wants. It's wild. He's, like, it's maybe one of the most, like, powerful villains that we have seen in a live action comic book movie just inherently because there's no there's no rules to it as far as yeah. we can tell as long as there's an exchange then you know like and if, sometimes even then he's not doing an exchange right yeah it's it's wild it's wild and it's it's it fits that the world goes so far off the rails yeah and even then it's like it's not enough like, someone would be wishing for, like, some real fucked up stuff that we're not even... Yeah. Like, no one's even doing that. Um, I mean, like we saw the, someone, like, drop dead. Someone... And, like, there's no way that no one wished for, like, I wish, like, the world would end. Well, like, it is ending. So, but, like, instantly, like... But, yeah, it's it's pretty wild, and... Well, yeah, even that's, this, like, the stuff that doesn't bother me. Like, the fact that, like, the world is, like, devolving in front of our eyes is, like... I think that works for the movie. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, I don't have a problem with that. It's just, like, because of course it would, because you can't trust people to have the the best intentions in mind when they do make their wishes. But I do feel bad for all the people that actually did make good wishes, because that's all the Reddit comments for this were like, oh, yeah, you know there's someone that has, like, a kid with cancer. Oh. And then they're like, and Diana's, Diana's like, revoke your wish. And they're like, nah. all right. <laughs> like, well, she told me to do it. It's like, Why? <laughs> Um, but the, the, as I've said, the one wish that I just can't, the, the execution of the Steve wish, I just can't get past also, it. She doesn't even say it out loud. Yeah. She doesn't say it. We just like see this dude at a, at the party and we're like, why, why is this creep just following her around? And she is also like, why is this creep following me around? But no, he takes off his cool Casio watch and is like, Hey, Remember my line that I said before I died? Yeah. I mean, I guess that's the best way to get her to believe him because he doesn't look like Chris Pine. No. I just, I want to know why when they were writing this, 
they got to the point where it's like, okay, we've established that Maxwell wish, uh, Maxwell Lord can grant wishes. And of course, Diana is going to wish for Steve back. That is the, the character hook that we know, right? At what point were they not just like, okay, so he just comes back. Right. What is wrong with that? Why is it this, why is it some guy? Why is it some guy and why are they? Right, I thought that's what was going to be the thing that, the sacrifice. I forgot how the powers things work because for some reason I thought that by Kristen Wiig wishing to be like her, she was stealing the powers and that the the sacrifice that Diana was giving up was the the other man's life and she was going to have to say, like, I'm going to save this man's life and let you go. She doesn't give a shit about that other guy. Right. No, I know. That's, like, not what happened, but I I think that's what should have happened. It's, yes, because it it makes Diana come off as insane when she's like, all right, well, one, like, I, yeah, fuck it, I'm down for this, like, this rando guy. And then they're just, like, in his apartment. Yeah, that's Neither of so them weird. have a problem with it. They're just using all of his shit. Eating, eating his pop Eating his Pop-Tarts. Griffin's not to very mention upset about the fact that, that they have sex. With this guy just in it. My man did not consent. He's going to wake up and be like, yo, what the fuck happened? <laughs> um, I can't even get into that. It's just, <laughs> it's, I just don't know why they didn't go back to her apartment. It's so much nicer. <laughs> I just, it, it, it truly boggles my mind. Like, I want to talk to Patty Jenkins and be like, why did you do this? Because there's no reason... For these moral and ethical implications to be, this shouldn't well, be happening. I can explain it. And it's, it actually has to do with my next note. Like, as <laughs> contrived as all of this is, it brought us to the fashion show. <laughs> and that's really what we're all here for. Because he needed to be in this guy's apartment so that he'd have access to his clothes. <laughs> and then we got to see the fashion show, which... Wasn't needed for this movie to move forward. We could have trimmed, you know, we were talking about how long the movie is, but I would have trimmed so many other things before cutting this scene of him trying on the different outfits. Like, I loved it. I loved every second of it. It reminded me of the 90s, except for there needed to be more of a montage element of it. Yeah, more more outfits. More, more Yes, more outfits. And was there like an 80s song over this montage? In my what, head in there the, was. Was there in the movie, though? Maybe I like don't... Heart, I don't know. Yes, that would have been great. Uh, all right, well, here's here's a rewrite for you. Just instead of having all of Could've this, gone to the mall. all of this, just have him come back in his World War One attire, <laughs> and Diana's like, "You can't walk around wearing this. Absolutely not. Let's go to Sears." Sears, wow. Because that dude, well, Maxwell Ward, he's like, "I know a guy at Sears. I can get you a TV." When she lies about not having a TV, which. Is also at this point where I was like, oh, I get what's happening. We're doing the reverse fish out of water, mm, mm-hmm. which I don't think I realized the first time we watched this. I don't think I did either. Like, it is exactly what happens in the first one, but opposite. This is her world now, and he's like, whoa, what's happening? Whoa. I don't know how this world works. <laughs> oh, what? These outfits are so weird. Just like she's like, what? I have to wear, I can't wear pants? <laughs> Like, it's pretty much the same thing, and I do like that. Yeah. And it's subtle, because I, like, didn't notice it at first, and then I was like, oh, I get it. Yeah, they don't hit you over the head with it for sure, for sure. And honestly, when I realized that, I was, like, more okay with Chris Pine's character coming back. 
because I was like, I see the full circle moment we're doing, but I wouldn't do it in the 80s if that was the case. To me, like, no matter what they did with Steve, um, the whole, whether it was or not, the whole thing just reeks of, like, we don't know what to do with this plot if we don't bring back Steve. Like, I don't... It, they didn't need him. This no, plot could that, like that's what I really, he was a distraction. I just don't understand. Like they, if like in, I really, I'm assuming he's not coming back for the third movie because like you just gotta <laughs> let him go. I think yeah, I think that would be absolutely and, insane unless you do something like Marvel did with Bucky, just like leave him in the past, and they're not gonna do that because no, <laughs> no, he's he's gone. Yeah, it's just. Twice. I, I don't know if it was like a studio thing being like, hey, everybody liked Chris Pine. So bring, we, his contract is not up. Put him in it. It's just it's weird. But I do like the, the reverse fish out of water thing is is fun in in a vacuum. I like that. I just in my opinion, like it's hard for me to move past the fact that him being here, like just kneecaps like the entire plot. It just makes everything worse by him being here and the way that they did it. Just everything has like a level of weirdness. Yeah. That just like it's distracting from the fact that Maxwell Lord is like bringing the world to the doorstep of World War Three in the background. It's like too goofy. Yeah. It's so goofy. And just to finish the thought on the whole fish out of water thing, like we're prancing around DC, we're going to the museums, and then we cut to stealing an airplane. So we just like very abruptly and our frolicking. <laughs> well, they, which I was here for the frolic. They they continue to treat it like frolicking because they're like, oh, we have to go to Egypt. Well, we can't go to Egypt because you don't have a passport. That dude There's might no, have a passport. No that, one. That no was one an looked. easy. No fix. one looked. I easy actually, fix. I didn't even realize that because like we every time we see him, except for like two or three times, it is Chris Pine, not not other rando guy, and. Yeah, I just was like, oh, yeah, no, of course he wouldn't have a passport. How the fuck do we know that this guy doesn't have a passport? They just didn't know where to look. It's probably in a safe, and they don't have the code to the safe. Yeah. Aye, aye, aye. So. Yeah, so Diana's like, you know, in keeping with the questionable morality of this entire movie, like, let's go steal a plane from the Smithsonian. I will say that's, like, not where her morals are, though. Like, okay, her morals sure. are more on, like, mankind. A grand scale. It's not on... You know, whatever, like like taking a plane, like right. Well, I hope the plane made it back in one piece because that's a you know valuable piece. Probably was going to go on display at the National Air and Space Museum. They had it at the archives. I don't know why. One, it was just sitting outside, or that it was full of fuel. Um, they probably do. Uh, like you can get certified on it. Sure, they probably do. Um, I don't know if I buy that that plane could go to. Egypt um it's like an 11 Without hour flight refueling yeah it's about like I think I looked it up and it's about 6,000 miles and that looked like a fighter plane I don't know if it's meant for that but hey maybe when she made it go invisible it doesn't it didn't matter anymore. it's just <laughs> perfect <laughs> oh boy I, I mean and I will say in this moment Chris Pine got the best line of the movie when after he's been Informed about the existence of radar by Diana. He's like, well, shit, Diana. <laughs> yeah. 
That's probably the best one. Chris Pine is doing the work. Oh, yeah. So he's just here to have a good time. He's earning his keep, Plot which makes me like not as mad about him being back in it. Like I'm not... Look, I might have come around on him being in it, okay? Okay. <laughs> I, I like Chris Pine, and his screen presence is always great. I have no qualms with that. It's just like, I still don't, I still don't think he should have been there, but he has some, he has some enjoyable moments. I'm not saying that. I mean, I'm actually really genuinely coming around on it. Cause I think <clears throat> back to what I was saying earlier, like, I like that Diana's fallible and that this is like the perfect showcase of that. Mm-hmm. I do think that there is like some unrealistic element of it being like so far from like so many years later, but I mean, look at Steve Rogers. It's true. He was holding on to his love for however long. Yeah, but he was like dead effectively for those years, not like just living as a yeah. hermit. Well, so. you know, sure. he comes back <laughs> and he's still like, I'm going to go back in time to be with her. Correct. That is true. Um, yeah. And also, yeah, Diana, like, does uh, step up her power set in this movie like significantly. So she learns how to make the plane invisible um, because uh, that happened to Themyscira. Yeah, so. I think we get some classic Wonder Woman like abilities, which is fun. Yeah. I like the flying. I like when she learns to fly. I think that's good. And I think that works then with the whole Chris Pine plot because like she said, that's his thing and he's the one that Incurred, like, talked her through it basically. Yeah. I'm bouncing around a little bit uh, with my notes. I'm trying to remember, like, if I have skipped over anything. Well, I mean, in the background, she's like starting to lose her powers. Right. Yeah. When they're in, so they, they successfully fly to Egypt and we get like a scene where Maxwell Lord is there because he's he's trying to get all of the oil reserves because of course like he's been conning everybody and his his company which is named after oil doesn't actually have any oil so now is the time, um, and he gets like a cool moment where he like steals the security detail of this dude and it belays into a little highway convoy scene. Also, a quick note: when I was like looking up this stuff, I found out that. Mohammed Diab, who was the creator of the Moon Knight TV show, uh, really hated this movie for how it depicted Egypt. Uh, he was like, I don't think it's fair to depict like, he was like, no one ever shows Cairo. They're like, no one shoots stuff in right. Egypt. It's like, it's a desert. It looks yeah, like there's it's, no city. And yeah, so he like pointed to this movie as like, yeah. like that's what I don't want to do. So I was like, hmm. Uh, I wouldn't really thought about it until I like, saw that, which I think says a lot about just like how it's depicted. Cause yeah, in this, it's not, it's, it's nothing. It's like a guy uh, who it's like a stereotypical looking like oil baron type individual. And, like, and that's all we get from it. Really. Settlement housing right. kind of. Um, but the, I, I thought the, it looks like the plot. Of, it looks like the setting of Aladdin. It does. It truly <laughs> does. Um, the action sequence here on the highway is pretty cool, but the CGI in this movie is a little little rough. Mostly that part, though, because other parts are, like, totally fine. I, yeah, I agree. Um, for me, it's, like, that whole sequence, and any time that Diana's, like, running looks really rough. Like, anywhere in the movie, I feel like it. Something's... Her, like... I don't know how to describe it. It's, like, the weight. Like, her weight when she's fighting seems weird. She seems very floaty 
uh, in, like, a lot of the fight scenes. The stuff, like, in the White House and stuff, that's way better. Something was off here, though, for sure. I don't know what happened. Um, but, yeah, so she gets actually shot, um, or grazed by a bullet, at least, which we're like, oh, that's not good. So, yeah, that's a sign. Things are starting to go wrong. But we don't know why yet, really. Like, she still seems pretty strong to me. I mean... She's, like, holding on to the bottom seems, of a car. She seems fine, for sure. But when she's, like, trying to push the two cars apart as they're driving, it's like, she probably shouldn't have a problem with that. No, I think they do... I, I, I actually mean they do a good job of making her look weak, but I was just kind of kidding that she's, like, she's still pretty strong. Uh, correct. <laughs> um, and and I think like, it's an exciting chase scene. Like, the... I could ignore the CGI stuff. Oh, yeah. No, I... I it doesn't really... It didn't do, like, a lot... For sure. Um, I've seen worse CGI, especially in some recent Marvel stuff, but just worth noting, I think. Yeah, I um moving moving along plot wise now, we uh we uh get Barbara back with the guy that's like Mayan and Diana That was a weird that was a weird Steve. detour, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it's like, kind hey, of, we found this guy. He's living next to a record store. Like, I get that they were like, it'll be too easy. Like, if Diana already knows about the stone, I guess. Like, we need to make it that part of the obstacles that she doesn't even know, like, what's happening. But, like, still, yeah. I don't know, though. What's up with the guy? Why, Why they... couldn't we have just used, like, a professor? Like this, They're in the Smithsonian, like, for half the movie. Yeah. Surely it's in the... The archives in the in the library. Although huh. I guess it makes more sense that it's like again going back to like there's more like lore around it than actual like science or sure. history. Is it a weird uh, a weird detour though? And the guy that like plays him is like someone that I like vaguely recognize, but I was like, what? Like what is this bit? <laughs> Guy's like the the weird like stoner that like has weird conspiracy theories that nobody believes. Also, Kristen Wiig's wish is to be like Diana, but like as the movie is moving, like she's less and less like her. So her wish doesn't really make sense because is it just strength wise? Like, well, I think that's maybe how the stone interprets it. And then like the thing that it takes away, I guess, is her humanity. Yeah. yeah. Um, Which if you were like Diana, then you would get, you know, presumably all of it. Well, she I guess she lists it because she says, I want to be like sexy. I want to be smart i want to be strong or yeah. I, she lists a bunch of things so i guess it's like those specific it ramps things. those up and everything else gets yeah. so i guess that makes sense kindness and things like that are all go down the toilet and then this is i think i guess where chris pine is like you gotta let me go and i this is where i thought i thought gal godot did a really good job acting wise i thought she was part. she was good there yeah for sure um yeah that's true i, I did like her there um yeah, I mean, good on, you know, Chris Pine, he came around, he realized what was going on. He had to be the one to say it, because she wasn't going to say it. Yeah, I feel like he was always, like, this was a gift, this extra Yeah, he's time. like, this has been fun, but, like, it's kind of weird. Like, I don't belong here. Yeah, it's a little hot. No, not that? Okay. Um. No, he's fine. <laughs> it was uh, a cool DC summer that year. Okay, cool. Um, I, I had, like, the note where... Maxwell Lord uh, gets audience with the president of the United States. And I liked that the president is like, oh yeah, like I wasn't here a minute ago. Cause like, we don't, <clears throat> there's not a lot of times where like we see 
the stone doing its thing. It's like someone wishes for it and then it just kind of like, it'll happen off screen. So like every time we cut back to DC and things are in more and more of shambles, I'm like, I don't know if the guy that wished to have a farm, like how the, the cows just like materialize there. Or do they like wander in from out of town somewhere? Like we don't know. But for this one, it's like clearly the president was just teleported directly to the Oval Office to meet with him. Um, he doesn't know why he's there. And I thought it was, I'm not holding it against them because I, I'm dumping on this movie too much, but I did think it was very funny how, I think, I don't know if you were in the room when they were doing this, but he's like trying to figure out how he can speak to the most people at the same time. Mm-hmm. And there's like this presentation of this new satellite array that's just like in the Oval Office. And he's like, what's that about? And he's like giving the spiel. The president's giving the spiel. And he's like, Oh yeah. Like it, it gives off like these particles and the particles like, like, like there's it, way it, too it touches much everybody. Technology and and Max Morgan's like, Oh, so like everyone will be touched by this satellite. And he's like, yeah. In a manner of speaking. And I'm like, do we have to do this? Like, why do we have to make the rules so specific? Just like let him, I don't know. I guess cause I they needed was, to put some sort of cap on it, but I thought that was so goofy. That they yeah. did that, like the literal like touching things. I'm like, we didn't, we didn't have to do that. But yeah, it, I guess it, they needed to have some limit to the power, but. And like something to stop him a little bit. Right. Like they had to slow him down plot wise a little bit. So. I also like, I mean. It it's just funny that the satellite is just like in the middle of nowhere, I guess. Yeah, I don't. It certainly seems like it's like in South America or something. Um but Maxwell Lord is able to fly there and back in what what seems like minutes, um, especially yeah. like when he comes back at the end. Yeah. Um, but I also just enjoy that I don't. It doesn't matter. Like the continuity, the continuity of the DC universe really doesn't matter. But I like to envision that there's like a footnote in history textbooks that are like, okay, in uh, July 1984. Um, the Cold War briefly escalated to the point of near Armageddon. And then like an hour later, we're, it's good. Just don't, don't look up who Maxwell Ward was. Everyone collectively was like, well, we're moving on from that. <laughs> we will not be discussing this again. Everyone's a little embarrassed, so it's just easier that way. Maybe the last wish was like, everyone just kind of forgets about this. Very convenient. Because that... I mean, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but that's kind of my last note is like, what are the consequences of this film? Kind of like don't, Thor 2. Like don't there wish are for no... Con- well, I meant more like in the world. Oh, yeah, because no, it doesn't, like there's it doesn't matter. destruction everywhere. None of this matters. Yeah, no, things are horrible. I'm like, can the world recover from this? I guess that's the nice thing about there not being a real DCU because there, <laughs> there's nothing happening after this. Like, we're not trying to, like, p- p- pick up the pieces of, like, the timeline. No, but, like, yeah, yeah like, I don't... Honestly, also, where's Gotham, you know? Gotham's Gotham's in pieces. Someone, someone like in where's the, Batman? During someone that? was like, "Can I please? Can Gotham just like please just go away? Like, it, there's too much crime in Gotham. Can you just destroy Gotham?" <laughs> um, yeah, no, the world cannot recuperate from this. Things were things were brought out of control, and now I'm not. You know, the, the Kremlin and the 
the U.S. military and intelligence. They're they're not going to rest after this. I am not convinced. It's like the it's like the movie War Games times a thousand. Um, yeah, I just all the, this being canon is just very funny to me. Yeah, at this point, I think right after uh, Chris Pine disappears and Diana learns to fly is when I had a note that was just like this movie's long as fuck. <laughs> this movie is two and a half hours long. Um, it really does there, not though. need to be two and a half hours long. Yeah, as as we're getting to the satellite, I was like, oh my God. And I knew that there was still some stuff that we hadn't seen yet because we hadn't gotten our long-awaited Cats crossover. Uh, yes, which I did when you said that when we were watching, I was like, was Kristen Wiig in it? Which <laughs> she might have been in Cats. She, It's entirely possible. I could not tell you. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's brutal, the part with uh, Barb. And it, then, like, when she gets, like, electrocuted. I thought that she was killing her, and I was like, I forgot I don't know if she ended. didn't die, but I guess she's, like, super she's, strong like, powerful, now. So yeah. Um, yeah. I don't... Also, like, I don't, what, what does work look like after this <laughs> for them? You know? I don't know. No one's going to ask any questions because they all just went through the same fucked up shit. But I agree. I think that they should have wrapped up the Barb stuff before she got to this like final destination. Yeah. Also, like, please, if you're going to go, maybe it just wouldn't have looked good otherwise. But like, if you're going through the effort of like having Barb actually become like the the character of the cheetah please put the final climactic fight scene in a place where I can actually see what's going on. Because why did they do that? It looked so bad. And part of me thinks it's because they did the cheetah like CG and they were like, Oh no, this is not going to hold up in like a lit uh, scene. (laughs) So let's just make it really dark and you can't see what's happening. If you approach it from like a way it's like, Oh, well, they're trying to like make it so she's like a predator in a jungle and it's like hard to see. And like, that's like, cause she is the apex predator. Fine. But like, it's really dark. It reminded me of like the, uh, the game of Thrones level darkness that everyone complained about in Winterfell. Like I can't see shit. Uh, and then they're like swinging around like Cirque du Soleil on power lines, which was that supposed to be like, from the opening in Themyscira, like did Diana learn how to do all those swinging things? Oh, I mean, but I don't, I don't not actually. Really. No, I don't think. No, I don't think so either. It's just she can just do things. I just didn't. I I didn't know what was happening. <laughs> I was yeah, and then I I thought I also thought that she was dying. Also, maybe the most pointless thing in this movie was the Asteria armor. They, yeah, they put it. That was front and center in the trailers and all the promotional material for this movie. It was like, check it out. She's got this badass new gold armor. We get, we see like Steve like poking at it like in her office and Which her like house the or story is cool. Right. And it's cool. And then it's like, all right, cool. So it's like the big climactic thing. She gets, she's finally wearing this armor. She's like grown. She's ready for it. And then fucking Kristen Wiig just rips that shit apart in like 10 seconds. Also, I feel like the armor, it's like, in intertwine that like she's doing like a sacrifice and like what sacrifice is gal doing here like uh, i 
there, I feel like there should be a reason that specifically, like, why you need to use that armor. I'm sacrificing my cool armor, man. Like, I like using it to get to like Max Lord, or I don't know, something like it was just, it was, pointless. they could have done more with it. It was absolutely pointless. It, it, if they just wanted to have her wear a new outfit for the end of the movie, then that's fine. But like, why even bother hyping it up at all? If like what it appears to be like, Cheetah is like the B villain of this movie. Like, why is she gonna get it to rip it to shreds? Like, this yeah. is, I think they kind of. But it doesn't even seem like it's a thing. Like, yeah. it's not like, oh no, it's just like All part right. of the fight. Yeah. I don't like. Is anyone back on Themyscira gonna be mad that you just like destroyed this ancient artifact? Like, how did you even get it? What's Linda Carter gonna say? Right. She's like, hey, I was gonna wear that again. <laughs> how, how presumptuous of you. Um. But yeah, then we like, you know, wrap up. We get the wish back thing and it gets really windy in there. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of wishes, you know, blowing around. Yep. Yep. There sure are. Well, you know, that wind thing happens when yeah, you make yeah, the wish. Yeah. So No, no, no. That I just I actually did like like that because otherwise it would have been a very boring place to have the climax. Um yeah, I mean, I, I thought, like, having everybody have to renounce their wishes was, like, an interesting thing. But I think that they they took, like, an easy route by having everybody be, like... They're only showing the people that are, like, oh, I wish you died. I wish for missiles. There are some good-hearted people out there, and they were probably not that happy about, like, oh, well, why should I have to do it? Well, because the world is about to end. Yes, I think... I think uh, looking outside your window would probably be proof enough at that point in time, but it is unfortunate <laughs> for those who were not uh, actively participating in bringing the world to ruin. And I just mentioned it, but honestly, absolutely inspired having Linda Carter come back for that part. And just as a side note, she's a great Twitter follow, Linda Carter. She's who awesome. Also local to us. Oh yeah, I forgot. Um, and I want a third Wonder Woman movie just so she's in it. Like I'm, I hope they do make another Wonder Woman movie. They are and she'll be in it. Awesome. Who knows when? I I don't know when that movie is actually going to come out. Like this didn't like turn me away from this like series. No, I think that there's, they can recover from this movie. They just have to like not acknowledge it at all and get someone just to like, just someone else on the script to be like, hey, maybe we shouldn't do X. That's all That's all this movie needed. Um, things just like, they, they lost the thread somewhere and they never got it back. But if they do like the third movie and it'll probably be like present day and if they got Linda Carter in it, yeah, they, there's, they can work with what they have. I want her to return to the mascara. Yeah, they can make it work somehow. Yeah. I don't know anything about... Uh, Wonder Woman's comic background or like how that works. Cause in the movie they made it seem pretty clear that it's like, no, you're never coming back. But also I don't know if they're what they're taking from justice league. Cause doesn't like all of the mascara die. A lot of it got pretty blown up, but like, doesn't her like mom die? Uh, I don't, I don't, maybe, I don't know. It, it's, it's possible. I, Zack Snyder's Justice League is like one big blurry mess in my head, except for like a couple of small things. They will probably just ignore Justice League. God, I hope so. I because hope we it, all do. They, yeah, it's just, it's not worth trying to like contend with like, 
what happened in both versions. Like, let Patty Jenkins do her own thing because it's working. Yeah. Even like this, I think it works enough. Sure. I mean, I think this movie was like a huge misstep. I think if this had been like a, a theater only release, um, they would have like, I mean, I'm sure that there's still uh, maybe like reconsidering the route that they were going in with the third movie as a consequence of this. Um, I'm sure it still did well for streaming, but I just think that like they took it in a really weird direction and it didn't like play on most of the strengths that the first movie did, which I yeah. feel like is the problem. And there's, there's nothing wrong with like wanting to do something different. It was just like, you got to do something different. That's still do something different, do something different <laughs> and don't just retread ground because it makes you seem like you're just spinning your wheels in every other aspect of the movie, which yeah. you are. Um, but yeah, I hope it's working. Patty Jenkins seemed like she was supposed to be doing like some other stuff. She's supposed to do a star Wars movie and then that got like put on ice. So maybe that's because no, that was Steve Rogers. Oh, that was good. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know what's going on. Um, of course, like, and now that there's like a new movie guy running all the shit over it, Warner oh Brothers, you know, they might just they might just wait until like the day before it releases in theaters and then cancel it. So, well, yeah, especially because it has to do with a woman. Actually, speaking of uh, the Batgirl thing, I saw a clip of Brendan Fraser in an interview for this movie that he just did called The Whale. And the interviewer was like, oh, like, well, what do you guys got going on? Like, what's what's up next for you? And Brendan Fraser just like looks at the camera. He's like, Batgirl. Oops. <laughs> and they're just like, makes <laughs> this face. And everybody else is cracking up. I hope everybody else can have a uh, good humor about it too. The only, the only other note, the nitpick I have just is the, the goofy ass end of this movie. Everyone has renounced their wish. Maxwell Lord is healthy, has no power. How did this man get back on the Marine one helicopter and get back to DC where his son is in the woods? And that he's not, like, being arrested. Yes. I think because everyone is like, you know what? We're going to all call this a wash. <laughs> this is all a wash yes. for everybody. That's the most... Everyone the most, was embarrassing. The world's most awkward helicopter ride back. <laughs> There's, like, someone tries to apologize. They're like, zip it. We're not doing this. Yeah, no, Some I just enjoyed that, like, somehow his son, like, first ended up, like, on the highway... And then it's just, like, in the woods. I'm like, this kid has been gone for, like, hours. Like, I want to see, like, that story. Where like, is how did his he survive? mom? I don't know. <laughs> Never, that's the biggest plot hole in this movie. Where's, where's Max Lord's mom? Wife. Ex-wife. Yeah. Ex-girlfriend. Who, who can say? Well, we, uh, I, I still enjoyed watching it. I enjoy it for the chaos. I would enjoy it a little more if it wasn't two and a half hours but hey it's it's really something yeah it truly is something is that are we up to date on uh dc well we've covered it all in the pod if we are like looping around chronologically we would have to watch the suicide squad um but other than that yeah no we're well, good until you know what next week two weeks when black we got adam black comes adam out? Yeah, I keep seeing stuff about. Um, I'm I'm hyped for the movie now just for Pierce Brosnan, uh, because it's Pierce Brosnan and his character seems cool. But does he sing in it? You never know. There's only one way to find out. Maybe in a post credit scene. Um, 
but yeah, we're we're pretty caught up for now, and whenever they get the uh, the old wheels rolling again, we'll we'll get back to Shazam and all that good stuff, and hopefully there's good things in DC's future. We can go back to the backlog, though. I mean, uh, we have uh, Green Lantern. We do have Green Lantern. We do have Green Lantern. There's there's, there's all always sorts Green of, Lantern. There's other shit too. I was recently reminded that there are like a handful of 90s versions of there's like a Captain America movie from the 90s which seems horrible but these are movies that we should watch because when else would we ever watch such things I think there's even a a DC property from the, around that same time period that's that stars Shaq as a superhero so I think we gotta do that too are you thinking of Kazam? I'm not thinking of Kazam no this one's called Steel okay and I'm well. sure it's great I have seen Kazam. Kazam. Wait, no, it is Kazam. Shazam's the, this is the whole Mandela effect thing, right? No, people People think think that that somebody else is in it. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, Sinbad. Sinbad. You're right, you're right. Oh, yeah, yeah, we got got a lot on the horizon for y'all, but um, let us know what you thought about Wonder Woman 1984. It's quite a divisive film, but we'd love to hear your thoughts. And until next time, we We are are out out of of the the superverse. superverse.